0: Section 2 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 10, May 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. The Redwood Forest of the Pacific Coast by Henry Gannett, U.S. Geological Survey, Part 2. There is one cause of destruction from which this tree is entirely exempt. That is fire. Containing no pitch, but on the other hand a large amount of water, it will not burn when green. No fire can run in a redwood forest. We shall, beyond reasonable question, have the use of our supply of redwood. Shall not have the pain of seeing it go up in smoke. It is the only one of our coniferous lumber-trees which is thus exempt. The redwood is entirely in private hands, having long ago passed from government ownership. It is mainly held in small tracts by a great number of persons, but a few of the lumber companies have large holdings. Classifying the two hundred eighty thousand acres above spoken of by holdings, it appears that of a quarter section, one hundred sixty acres or less, there were sixty one holdings. From one quarter section to a section, six hundred forty acres, seven holdings from one section to four sections eight holdings from four sections to eighteen sections eleven holdings from eighteen sections to a township seven holdings over a township three holdings the last were tracts of thirty thousand thirty thousand and twenty seven thousand acres the above are the holdings of lumber and mill companies whether this classification properly represents the character of the holdings of the entire belt is doubtful it is probable that the holdings of those not owners of mills or logging camps are smaller the forest is nearly pure redwood occasionally spruce and oregon pine that is red fir are found forming perhaps ten percent of the forest only the southern part of the strip is on the whole composed of older trees than the northern part and the wood is denser and of less rapid growth in the north are some tracts covered with trees not more than two hundred or three hundred years old while the age of the mature trees reaches several hundred perhaps a thousand years the annual rings show that in the north especially in damp valleys the growth is several times as rapid as in the southern part of the strip the methods used in logging are in the main similar to those employed in the great fir forests of washington but with slight modifications to fit different conditions. The use of animals, such as oxen and mules, for dragging the logs from the woods is over. So are the days for driving logs in streams. More modern methods are universally employed. Indeed, the most modern methods of labor-saving are here in use. In every respect, a redwood logging camp and a redwood lumber mill are thoroughly up to date. Nay, more, they are the pioneers in labor-saving devices. The trees are felled in this wise. They are chopped halfway through on the side on which they are to fall, and then the other half is cut with the saw. Two days' work of two men is required to fell a tree five feet in diameter. The felling must be done with the utmost accuracy, as the trees stand so thickly that when felled they cover the ground completely, and yet they must not be allowed to fall on one another, as that would involve great loss by breakage. The felling is done in the winter, the season of rains, when the ground is soft and the trees are left lying on the ground until late spring, when things have become drier, when the whole thing is set on fire. This fire burns the brush and branches and much of the bark, but does not injure the trees themselves, which are still too wet to burn. Then the work of cutting up the trees and getting the logs out begins. The trees are sawed by hand with whip-saws into logs generally sixteen feet in length, although greater links are not infrequently cut for special needs the big logs are split into halves and quarters for convenience in handling and sawing from the end of the railroad for railroads have taken the place of streams in the transportation of logs a road is built to the logged area this may be merely a dirt road of hard compact clay kept wet and muddy by liberal application of water packed in bags on horses or it may be a skid road paved with small logs laid crosswise at short intervals and likewise kept slippery a force of fifty to seventy-five men is employed and two donkey engines the latter do all the work taking the place of oxen and mules and to a great extent of men in the labor of moving logs about in the woods and dragging them down to the railroad the donkey engine in the woods is anchored by wire cables to stumps at a strategic point so that in the subsequent operations it will move the log and not itself then a wire cable attached to a drum on the engine is carried through pulleys to the log to be moved and is attached by hooks so that by winding up the cable on the drum the log is moved to the desired position often much ingenuity is required for the proper placing of pulleys in order to produce the desired result but in all cases the machine directed by experienced heads does its work quickly and effectively it is extremely interesting to watch the varied operations of a donkey engine in handling the logs and clearing away the waste lumber and not the least interesting part of it is the quickness and clear comprehension of the men there is no fuss or noise everything in the varied operations goes on quietly and smoothly if the foreman gives instructions they are general ones and in detail each man knows his part recognizes what he has to do and when to do it soon a train of logs ten to twelve in number is on the road chained together tandem then the cable donkey is called upon this is a stationary engine located at the end of the railroad from its drum goes a wire cable along the road up to the slashings just like the cable of a streetcar line except that the cable is on the surface instead of below it this cable is fastened to the leading log of the train the engine is started and the train moves railroadward just in advance of the train walks a man with a bucket with which he dips water from tubs along the road and wets the track arrived at the end of the railroad a third engine is put to use in loading the logs on the railroad trucks by the use of wire cables here the logs are scaled in measurements recorded when the train is loaded it is hauled down to the mill and the logs dumped into the water there to lie until their turn comes conversion into lumber the work in the woods is hard although every device is used to reduce manual labor there remains sufficient to make this one of the most wearying of physical occupations and it is said that few men can stand the strain for any great period the work is also extremely dirty owing to the burning so that the men look like stokers naturally this work commands high pay and with high pay A superior class of men both physically and mentally are obtained i took dinner one day in a camp with about seventy-five men all splendid specimens of manhood and all black as negroes faces hands and clothing from the charcoal in which they work but well-read intelligent and interested in the doings of the outside world the mills of the redwood strip are as progressive and up-to-date as are the logging operations the logs in the lumber are moved and handled everywhere by machinery in the most complete and ingenious manner. They are drawn from the pond up into the mills and are rolled onto the carriage and moved into place for the saw by ingenious devices operated by steam. The logs are sawed by band saws, a continuous band of steel with teeth cut on one edge running over drums above and below. This is preferable to the circular saw for two reasons. It can saw a log of almost any size which the buzz saw or any combination of buzz saws cannot do and second since it can be made much thinner than the buzz saw there's less waste of wood and sawdust in some mills the band saws have teeth cut on each edge so that a cut may be made both as the log moves forward and backward the boards beams joists plank etc as they come from the bandsaw are distributed by rollers steam worked to the proper parts of the mill for future cutting while the slabs and other waste are similarly carried off to waste heaps the lumber as it comes from the band saw is edged cut to similar dimensions etc by small circular saws in some cases harnessed in gangs so that several cuts are made at once to watch the wheels go round in one of these big mills is a most entrancing occupation redwood is in almost universal use on the california coast in the construction of houses little other timber is used even as far south as los angeles and san diego it is exported as far south as valparaiso chile and westward to japan and australia indeed considering its cheapness fourteen per thousand feet in eureka for the best it seems strange that it has not found its way in quantity to the atlantic coast certain it is that before many years redwood will supplant the now vanishing white pine in eastern markets end of section two